The Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz. You are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs, and this is episode 35. What's up, man? Take two. Take take two. <laughs> Not really take two. Just just the start was take two. Yes. Um, <laughs> apparently, right now, I'm on internet from 1986 because a good breeze hit my apartment and everything just turned off. So... <laughs> do you remember when you were a kid, did you, did you play on, like, computers with, like, a dial-up, like... The, the like 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 a dial-up modem connection that was like plugged into the wall like an actual landline. Do you remember that when you were a kid? Of course, it's a it's a, that's the thing of our generation. <laughs> when I was, Get off the phone, mom. Yes, yes. Oh my god, exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, when um in the area where I was I was playing computer games, which is a very large part of my childhood, I played um the first two Age of Empires and the first Starcraft and a lot of really fun RTS games, and so um. The phone cord for the dial-up was right underneath where you sat, and apparently the little the little flingy bar you use that clicks into place that broke off. So uh. if you just moved your foot wrong, that cord was coming out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so every time I was at that computer playing, I had to like not move my legs and keep them slightly raised in like a constant like ab leg lift. You know what I'm saying? It was like some really weird, like CAA torture shit. Because yeah, you're loving what you're doing, but your abs are fucking on fire right now. You know what I That's mean? That's good. You get it. You get a good workout while you're doing all that stuff. Yeah, I, was like, I was a ten year old. The fuck did ten year old need to work out for? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh gosh, start start him early, man. Start start, start working on. You can't miss. You can't miss ab day. You can't miss. I missed ab. I've missed ab day every day. I think for the past twenty years. <laughs> Ever since I stopped <laughs> playing StarCraft, my abs have gone to shit. I don't think anybody can say that. I don't think anyone can say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, finding the motivation to work out is is hard sometimes. <laughs> I just don't. I find uh, it's easier to just not work out at this point. But um, but yeah, uh, uh, we're on episode thirty five. A lot's happened in the past week. Lots going on. Uh, but, 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 um, Michael, something crazy happened. So this is, this is Rivka watch update. Uh, I, I delay posting about the dial for Rivka because I want to put the loom in there first. And the loom is taking a little bit, like all the materials for me to mix and apply the loom myself, which I'm doing, which is going to be interesting. Uh, it's, loom. it's taking a while to get here. So, um, I didn't want to put pictures of it up without loom. Um, by the time you hear this, maybe I will have if I'm confident enough, but I want to be able to get the loom on there so y'all can kind of see what it Are looks you using like. radium? Are you using radium? Yeah, I'm going to use radium and I'm going to make sure to lick my fingers every time I get paint on my hands. <laughs> and I'm going to, just so I can, just because I really want to make it high quality so I can get proper application with my paintbrush, I'm going to dip it in radium and then lick my paintbrush. Yeah? Yeah. That's old school that's old school dude that's that's old school chinese orphan tooth to a uh, uh, spring bar tool you know what i'm saying that's a that's a that's a callback from like 20 or 30 episodes ago i think i think episode five 
was yeah. the was the really the, what what kind of loom are you using? Is it uh, so like super luminova? I don't. There's a, as since I'm not like one of these big micro brands, which is which might be kind of uh, oxymoronic. But since I'm not like one of these bigger established micro brands or like a brand, I don't necessarily have um, the same access to a lot of materials um, uh, uh, that you would see in other micro brands. And so I'm buying a lot of it. Uh, from like hobby places and like places that support DIY. So I'm getting this loom from Esslinger. It's labeled as Luminova, but it's not super Luminova. So I'm assuming I'm assuming they're different. You know what I mean? But um, hmm. I did a little bit of research on it and it seems, you know, pretty straightforward, a decent option for someone in my position. And um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun because the dial, um, I'm trying to think of a, a way to describe this. Um, if I haven't put the the post up at this point, the dial is basically, um, it's not a sandwich dial. I would call it a sausage dial. Uh, so if you're not familiar, Panerai dial types, I don't know if this is like a, like a Panerai trademark thing or not, but there's the sandwich dial, there's a sausage dial. The sandwich dial is basically the, 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 the dial is manufactured and the indices and numerals, the markers are completely, are, are hold completely through. So if you look through them, you'll be able to see right through them. And then what they do is they put a material uh, beneath, like a, like they put like luminescent paint on like a layer beneath that, and they sandwich it together. The sausage dial is when they just fill those holes with loom. That's what I'm doing. So I'm printing the dials with uh, really really deep wells, not too deep because if they're too deep, the loom will dry. So they're pretty deep, and um, I'm really hoping it'll be enough material to get a really really nice glow on there. Um, the loom is one thing where I'm just like. I'm not going to worry too much about my margins. I'm going to spend whatever I had to spend on loom. I want this motherfucker to glow. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. And now and now I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> you want you want some sausage? Some sausage dials, Michael? So um <laughs> so I'm waiting for the loom to get in right now. Um the case is going really really well. I basically cracked the nut on printing the case to the point where it comes off of the bed. I can spend an hour or 2 hours cleaning it up, getting it on my polishing wheel, really getting it pretty and it's good to go. The the difficulty in printing the case is that um the way 3D printing works if there are any extreme overhangs or what is called a bridging. Bridging is basically when you have to stretch material when there's nothing underneath it. So if I have a piece of material over here and then two inches away, I have another piece of material. If there's nothing supporting between that, the actual printer has to stretch the material from point A to point B. And so it can tend to sag or overhang. Hmm. And so what I've been doing these like, the past like week, bro, I've been wearing the same clothing for like five or six days. Can, I, can we talk about this? If I were to go outside right now, which I dare not do, uh, I will look like a homeless person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> just straight up a homeless guy. I have a beard. Becky was to, my, my fiance Becky like like she came home the other day and she had a really rough day and there was this like moment of clarity where she's like, "Babe, I have to talk to you." I'm like, "Oh, this is it. This is where she realizes <laughs> that she could do way better than me. No, no sobbing, <laughs> no weeping, no garment rending, no clinging. Some clinging, but don't let her know how bad you're hurt." And she's like, "Like, can I talk to you?" I'm like, "Yeah, babe, what's up?" You know what I mean? And she's like, she's like, "I mean this as nicely as I can." But you have to shave. I'm like, okay, is that bad? She's like, yes. You're going to scare white. You're going to scare white people, which is incredible because she's white. So to have her say that to me, I'm like, wow, this is just like a fucking moment of clarity. I gotta, sh- I gotta shave my brown ass, get this beard off me, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know about you, but it's like, it's like a, it's an event whenever I have to shave my my beard. I have to like block off 
like a good two hours. Bro, because the, the thing is, it's such a, it's such a, dis- <laughs> I hate shaving because it's just, it's a moment of introspection I could do without. Because I have to stare at my own fucking face in the mirror. I have nowhere yes. to look but inside my own eyes. You know what I mean? And it's this like stupid ritualistic thing where I have to wash the blade and I got to do the lather. And I, I hate it because it's one of those things that marketing tells me I have to super be into if I want to be masculine. And it's like, no, dude, I'm going to grow a beard and wear a skirt. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, who the fuck is calling me right now? Go fuck yourself. You know what I'm yeah, saying? The beard, so, the beard with the skirt, that's that's also a, a, <laughs> Seattle, a Seattle thing, by the way. You'd fit in right here. Do folks wear is it no okay, so like is it like a skirt skirt or like are folks out there wearing kilts? And it's those kilts that we talked about, and I still don't get it. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just don't know. But um I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Oh yeah, so I haven't been outside. I've just had my face buried in the printer. Um, I've just been printing. I've been working on Rivka watches. It's been incredible because Michael, I had an awful day on. I had an awful day on Wednesday and an awful day on Thursday. Today, right now, as we record, it's Friday. So I want to. I want to do a huge shout out to everyone who's emailed us specifically this week, the week of I don't know six thirteen to six eighteen or whatever. Um, Wednesday in particular. This is how I know. This might sound weird or inappropriate. This is how I know I'm doing the right thing. I think fate might be on my side. Because Wednesday was a day okay. where no matter no matter what I did, Michael, no matter what I did on Wednesday, everything turned to liquid shit in my hands. Nothing went right. You ever had those days? <laughs> yeah. You work so hard and nothing, like nothing happens. Like nothing works. Everything goes wrong. You 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 know what you're supposed to do. You do it. It just doesn't work. And that's what was happening with the printer. It was going wrong. And I had this, I I kind of like plunged into this like pit of just dis- despair and doubt. And I'm like, fuck, I fucked up. I fucked up. I shouldn't have gone for this. I not only ruined my meaningless life, I ruined Becky, my fiance's life. I ruined the cat's life. I ruined the life of every person I've ever come in contact with. And every person I brought this fucking Rivka watch bullshit up with. Like and I just I I had this moment of just like I fucked up I did the wrong thing I did the wrong thing and then at that point I shit you not my phone vibrated and I'm like oh god please I hope this is the police telling me they they've realized how much of an asshole I am and they're coming to arrest me because the, the the police email you now I think I have no idea um, <laughs> and so I go to my phone and it was a tbws.com email um, and it was from uh, I'm, several users did this over the course of the day but this one in particular. Uh, it was from a user. They had never emailed us. They had never contacted us. I don't think they were actually technically engaged with us on Instagram. If they did, it was very minimal. But it was an email ba- of them basically saying how great they thought the show was, you know, how entertaining we were, and then a large chunk of it was just saying how awesome they thought Rifka Watches was, how cool it was to like go for oh, it, cool. how they related with the impetus behind me starting, and how unhappy I was with all my professional life choices before. And that they were so excited to see it. And like, bro, at that point, I'm just like, holy shit, I have to do this. I have got to get back on this fucking horse. <laughs> I got to start printing some fucking watches. You know what I mean? Like that, like, that just like super inspired me. So like, that was just like incredible motivation. So if you're hearing this right now and you've had the inclination to email or to write in, or if you think Rivka watches is cool and you don't really know what to say, but you kind of just feel like letting us know it's cool. Definitely do it because you never know. You could completely save the brand <laughs> by, send, <laughs> by sending me an email. Um, the rest of that day was incredible. It was really good. I made I made incredible progress just because I was able to power through that, not 
feel like I made the wrong choice just because of how I was feeling in the moment. You know what I'm saying? So it was uh, it was incredible. That was a really good day. And so the case is basically good to go. All I need to do now is uh, fine tune my polishing techniques. And the great thing about the material that I'm using is it's it's not very uh, finicky. I don't have to do a lot to polish it. It has um, so it's 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 carbon fiber nylon. So it's uh, I think the breakdown is eighty percent engineering nylon with 20% carbon fibers uh, uh, um, infused in that nylon. So it has the incredible kind of chemical resistance and strength properties of nylon, but it's very rigid and tough um, with the carbon fibers in there. And um, I've been just throwing these things around my apartment all day and they're not breaking. You know what I'm saying? Good. You you give one to the cats? I should actually. I should just like, you know what what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy 400 crickets let them loose in the apartment, tie the watches to the cats, and just have the cats just throw those things around and they chase the crickets all over the place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it's the best thing I could fucking do right now. Um, so the, the material extrudes, and when it's polished, it's going to have a kind of smooth, rough texture, almost like um, almost like charcoal. It's going to have like a black matte texture. It's going to be really, cool. really cool. It's not going to be like a full deep black. It's going to be really, It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. The dial is going to be um, like a fun color. There's a couple options I'm dealing, I'm, I'm like working with right now. I'm playing with different materials, and it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty dang cool. You know what I mean? Um, so I just wanted to give a, a cool shout out to that. Um, I have another Rivka story, Michael. Am I talking too much about Rivka? Because I, I really, I really don't want people to be bored by me talking about this bullshit. Am I talking too much about? No, Rivka? I, I, I actually, I actually don't think we've gotten uh, kind of like a dedicated update in a while. So, okay. Um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, go for it. So my machine broke yesterday. Ooh. <laughs> this was after I had my day of despair, and the day ended on a good note. The next day ended on possibly the flattest note I could think of, next to a car crashing into me. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so my printer, my printer is from two years ago, and in the three D printing world, someone would say, "Oh, that's old." Not really. The best way I can describe my printer to you is it's like the Millennium Falcon. Okay, it's not much to look at. It might look dated, but I have been doing things to this constantly. I've been updating it. I've been modding it. I've been fucking with it to the point where it's unrecognizable to the machine I first bought. And it prints as well as any machine out there, in my opinion. It prints in a wide variety of materials, which a lot of machines can't. I've updated the extruder. I've done a whole bunch of shit to it. And so it has these weird quirks. The only thing I'd never changed, which changed yesterday, was um, I never changed the nozzle. So the nozzle on the printer um, is basically where the plastic gets pushed out of right before it hits the build plate. So it's kind of, um, how does it move? You guys know those claw machines? Remember those claw machines? You put quarters in and it reaches down and it grabs the animal. So the machine yeah. uh, wrote, the machine maneuvers the uh, extruder sort of in those type of motions. It's technically a CNC motion for anyone who's familiar. And uh, it pushes the plastic through a hot end and into the extruder, which is basically just a, or, or into the nozzle, which is basically just like a metal piece. And then it kind of lays it out in whatever the, the, the machine's programmed to do. Um... And so yesterday came the day where I'm like, okay, let me inspect my extruder and the nozzle. It's been a while. My nozzle is trashed. Hashtag trash nozzle, which could be anything. That could be machines or my dick. I honestly have no idea. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> so the nozzle is trashed. The reason it's trashed is because the carbon fiber nylon that I'm using to build the case, this super, super tough stuff, just shreds, shreds anything soft on the machine up. 
just like just turns it into steel cut oats you know what i'm saying mm. and um the nozzle is made of brass which is especially weak as far as metals uh go and so i'm like okay fuck I gotta change the damn nozzle this thing i gotta do this this is going to improve build quality it's going to make everything come out awesome it's time to do this it's time to do this um so as i mentioned brass is very weak okay so i take i take the whole thing apart which is always terrifying because i'm not like a technical guy I didn't go to like engineering school like a lot of our listeners because some of our listeners are like, oh, that's so cool. And they'll say like technical things to me. I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy who's who, I'm just a guy and I know how my printer works. It's the Millennium Falcon. I can't fly anything else except this ship. You know what I'm saying? That's my ship. <laughs> and so uh, take it apart, which is always terrifying. And I get to the point where the um, the nozzle is there. And I'm like, okay, I got these pliers to take the nozzle out because it basically looks like a nut, but with like a little nozzle on it. And so I take the pliers, I turn it, and the nozzle just shreds like butter over the, over the, under the pliers because I guess the pliers were stronger, a stronger material. So there's just there's just there's just metal shavings like confetti from hell everywhere. They just go all over the place, and my cats are trying to lick them, and so I'm, I'm, I'm like kicking them, and I'm kicking them in the head. I have no remorse. I'm like, I'd rather give you brain damage than like death right now. I'd rather have a long life of you just, 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 just concussed to dementia than of you dying right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm gonna kick you in the head, and I, I, I didn't actually kick them. I could just like push them away as, as nicely as I could. Um, and so there's metal shavings everywhere, and I'm fucking panicking. I'm like, oh fuck, I broke it. It's broken. I'm done. It's all over. My options now are going back to work or burn the building down. Let me find a lighter. This burning is getting built down. The building's getting burned down right fucking now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so um, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I got to go to the hardware store. I got to go to like a Home Depot or an Ace and I got to figure out like what I can get to try and fix this. Like I know there's some options. There's got to be something. So I get into my car and I remember there's a local hardware store. This is where it gets weird. There's like an actual like local hardware store like not like a chain or whatever I'm like okay cool i'll just go there and so i go there michael have you ever walked into a fucking hardware store before yes like an actual we a, i'm sorry we have like a, a local one here it's uh it, it can get weird yeah bro it's like walking into someone's fucking fallout shelter nothing is labeled it's just things yes. on shelves that they find and they'll sell you you know what i mean and so I walk in here, I'm like, okay, fuck, now I gotta look like I know what I'm talking about. So I just walked around for five minutes, just looking at things. He's like, oh yeah, some hoses, shears, <laughs> could buy some garden shears, don't have any hedges, but I could buy them anyway, you know what I mean? And at a certain point, I'm like, fuck, I, I gotta get back and start printing. I had to get back, I had to get back. And so I talked to the guy, this guy was incredible. I talked to the guy, only guy there, because it's like a fucking Thursday at 2 p.m. Who the fuck's in a hardware store? <laughs> Thursday at 2 p.m. And, um... I explained to him what happened. I'm, I don't tell him I'm on a 3D printer. I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, uh, uh, I was trying to take this this bolt, this nut off, and it's brass. It basically shredded. And, like, you know, I was just wondering if you had any kind of, like, options for what I could do or if you have any advice. And he goes, he goes, oh, man, you heat it up? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, man, make it hot. You make it hot? I'm like, dude, it's not, it's not a fucking hot pocket. What do you mean? What do you, what do you, what do you mean make it hot? How do you make it hot? He's like, oh man, you know, you make it hot and it moves. I'm like, and I'm like, like one of those like solar powered sunflowers on car dashboards. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand what you mean, but make it move, bro. I just want to interject here. I am, I am an overeducated American, which means I will overthink everything. Okay. (laughs) 
I will overthink everything hardcore. So if you're listening and you're just like, Kaz, you're a fucking idiot. Yes, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot <laughs> with a couple college degrees that are meaningless. I can't have a simple harbor store conversation. And uh, he's like, yeah, you heat it up and, you know, it, it, and it moves. And I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean it moves? You know, like, I don't understand. It's like, if you, when you, you make it hot, it'll kind of like, you know, wiggle itself loose from the threads. And I'm like, oh my God, of course, if you heat metal up, it expands. So if I heat the nozzle up, which is easy because it's the part that gets hot on my printer, it will expand and it'll break itself loose from like the threads. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, and so I think I was like, yeah, man. Yeah, man, heat expands it, man expands it i'm like yeah okay um is there like is there like again michael overthinking is it like a specific temperature that i should be aiming for yeah 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 man hot hot as hell man uh-huh okay yeah uh the hottest i can get my printer to is like is like 600 degrees fahrenheit holy shit that's way too hot man that's way too hot you'll hurt yourself man i hurt myself dude <laughs> You know what I mean? So uh, I took his advice. I, I had to pick up a couple of things while I was there. I got home. Sure enough, I made it hot. And that shit came right out. <laughs> Good. Came Good. right off. Got the new one on there. And that's when I was able to start moving from the cases to the dials. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's been a, it's been a crazy journey so far, but it's been a blast. It's been a blast. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't, I can't wait to see them. Um, you know, especially... Especially considering the the material you're using, it, it it's I mean it sounds cool to me. Yeah, um, it's 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 cool, man. I'm also I'm I was talking to watches off about like the waterproofness, the water resistance of the watch. I as a person, I have no means of actually checking that, but I'm telling you guys right now, I'm print I'm custom printing uh, rubber gaskets for the crown stem, for the case back, and for the crystal. And so there's a material that I can print in that's basically like rubber. So I'm custom printing gaskets and then these aren't going to be like if, like if you like don't do it but if you unscrew your watch case back and you look in there like the gaskets usually like a little thin piece of uh plastic like i'm going to have a substantial gasket uh on hmm. this watch i wouldn't necessarily say you should dive with it but you're going to be fine with like dust and like rain and things like that i would love in the future as the brand goes to have the ability to test the water resistance you know what i mean um, right, but as of right now, I have no means of doing that. So if that was something that was on people's minds, like don't worry, um, the gaskets are going to be there. Um, the case bag is going to be held in by four screws, which is like one of the only things I'm 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 not 3D printing. So, uh, but 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 I feel like I've been talking a lot about this. It's cool, man. It's a it's a Rivka it's a Rivka update. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have any questions? Um. Yeah, so that material is it kind of you said it has like a charcoal look to it. Is it is it does it almost look like that forged carbon that a lot of people have been doing um yes lately? When it's well, obviously it's not it won't be forged, but when it prints, yeah, it has that kind of uh look to it. It's not a solid black. It's like a lightish black with almost these like lighter black striations in it. Like it's like a matte, like a really cool like a rough matte to it. Does that make sense? I want one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 badass, man. I'm pumped. I, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I think Victorinox makes a carbon fiber Enox. Yeah, yeah, they do. And it sort of looks, it sort of has like that type of look. Obviously, it's not forged, so it's not like metal, metal, but it's still pretty fucking tough, in my opinion. Um, the yeah. whole idea of the watch is just like it's just supposed to be something fun. Like if you're like me and you're really just like disenchanted by like 
all the different like dive watches and like all the micro brand divers and you want to buy a watch but you want something different that's not going to break the bank like that's that's what this Rivka MTP1 is going to be it's going to be really a lot of fun it's going to be visually very fun I'm hoping um everything comes together really really nice and I'm, I'm looking forward to at the end of this month that's the deadline I've set for myself at the end of what month is it May June it's June yeah June my at the end of June, um, I want the first prototype to be done, first functional prototype to be done, so everyone can see it and actually give me an impression of it. Nice, you know. So, um, but yeah, no, that case material, the case has been the craziest part. Printing that case has been absolutely like just insane. The, um, I want to take real photographs of it right now. Um, I guess in the before polish state, even though polishing is not going to do too too much anyway. So. But it's going to be cool. Looking forward to it. Nice. Well, I mean, yeah, that was, that was a good update. And I know people um, write in about Rivka a lot. So Dude, every, think, every uh, day, man, every day we get emails and DMs and like, like keep that up. If you're hearing this, and like I said before, if you're hearing this and you're, you think the idea is cool, and, but you don't really know what to say to us other than that, dude, just send us that. People send us that all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> it also just gives me an idea of like, how many people are actually thinking it's a cool idea? Is it just me? Is it like four or five other folk? You know what I mean? Is it obviously more than four or five other folk at this point? But it's just, it's just, like I said, you never know when you might save the brand with a simple, <laughs> a simple email. Because on Wednesday, man, I hit the ground hard, low, hit my low point hard on Wednesday. Everybody save Kaz. Everybody <laughs> hashtag save Kaz. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. I think, um, yeah, that we have. Um, so we talked about that. We have some some other things to talk about as well. I think we can get into the into the wrist check. Yeah, man, that's cool. Go for it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll start then. Um, I've been talking so, for way too fucking long. So yeah, it's you got to start saying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've lost about half of our listeners. They've they've unsubscribed. They're sending hate mail. It's like yo, cast talked way too fucking long. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Continue with the wrist check. That's never the case. Um, <laughs> the so, yeah, I basically took my own advice from uh, episode twenty-eight. So back in episode twenty-eight, we, um, I think, was our first actual Rivka kind of discussion. Uh, might uh, but have, we might also, have been. yeah, yeah, we also talked about non-homage alternatives to pricey watches. Yep, and um, you know, we talked about some watches, and of course, the topic of the mill sub came up and how obsessive i can become over that watch and you know of course i'm never going to own that watch unless something happens and they become like 200 bucks again i don't think that'll ever happen <laughs> but um uh yeah so i mentioned a watch in that episode the uh, cwc royal navy diver um and that's a watch uh, funny enough in the past couple of weeks went from like zero to hype in like one Hodinky article. <laughs> um, so thank you guys for that. Um, it always happens. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time trying to look for a good example of the automatic. And I know they're coming out with a reissue of like, I think one that they did in 1981. Um, okay. It's going to be super, super limited. And the, the brand kind of just came out and said it like, this is not going to be a cheap watch. I'm like, look, I'm not interested. I'm not going to hold out for this for some weird special edition thing that's going to cost like, I don't know, 
crazy money. Dude, so everyone um, and their moms doing special editions, special limited editions, man. Yeah, seriously. So I I kind of held out, did like a serious eBay hunt, uh, just like constantly, constantly searching, and I found a good example <clears> of a <throat> CWC Royal Navy diver from 2002 um, with the automatic 2824 uh, movement, and it was in the UK, and I was just like. I'm going to get it. <laughs> I got it. And that's, that's the watch that I'm wearing today. That's and, so cool, um, man. I loved when you posted the picture, my favorite comment was probably from Nanner Manor. Shout out to Nanner Manor. He just, I'm pretty sure he just wrote the word finally. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Now, now nobody, now nobody has to hear me talk about this anymore. He just, nobody has to hear me, you know, talk about like marathon or Steinhardt or anything like that, which are, are great watches too. But I think, um, yeah, this is kind of, uh, you know, I, I just texted you. Yeah, the mill sub hunt is is over. And, um, <laughs> I think you texted me like like I think it was like pretty late over here, and uh, just like the mill sub hunt. I'm like, oh shit, fucked up. Yeah. So let me. Uh, I'm gonna take take the watch. Uh, and the probably the most surprising thing, if if anyone manages to pick these up, um, you know, at some point soon. I know one of my concerns was the dimensions because mm-hmm. it's a it's a 44 um, millimeter wide watch, uh, but lug to lug it's like 46 point something. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so it wears it wears kind of like a 90s uh, Submariner, like no date, kind of like around there, you know. Okay. Um, and um, I have it now on the Toxic Shiznit, which yes. is. Yes, <laughs> the perfect strap uh, for this watch. And um, somebody asked me about case back markings, and uh, you know, I had some had some notes about that here because I guess people that get into collecting military watches are are really into that too. Um, Would yours have them? Yeah, my mine does. Oh, uh, I don't think this was ever issued, so I don't think it ever saw like active service or anything. The um, the kind of issue status of these is disputed anyways. I'm not really sure. I think I think the quartz ones actually are issued, but I'm not sure about these kind of modern uh, early 2000s watches because mm-hmm. this is f- uh, from 2002. So it was the 245th out of the two- 2002 batch. Okay, um, wow. So that's the watch that I have. And I don't think it was like ever worn. So, it was never um, in the Falklands? no <laughs> so um it's the the edda is moving pretty fast which is typical for a 28 24 that comes like fresh out of the factory okay so um i really don't think it was worn um it doesn't have any kind of scratches or anything like that and for a watch of this age you know i would have expected something but i think it was almost like new old stock wow you call it that did it come with like the box or anything like that no box nothing um which kind of which kind of made me concerned about the authenticity because yeah. after receiving it, I found out that these are actually faked, if you could believe it or not. Jesus, seriously? Who's faking them? Yes. There have been CWC watches that have been faked with uh, Miyota movements. Um, wow. And kind of a telltale sign is these uh, case back uh, inscriptions, which are often filled in black. Uh, and that's kind of like the biggest sign that it's a fake. Um but you know, in the back you'll find uh, the broad arrow, which is kind of typical of a lot of these military watches. And um, so you get sixty six forty five, which is the NATO code for wristwatch. Okay. Um, Ninety nine, it's the NATO country code for uh, the UK. 
um and then the nato stock number which is the 923-7697 i think that's in like most military watches i could be sure if, if you're like a military watch geek you can let me know but it's i mean it's just it's cool it's you know big um big sword hands like the mil sub and like the steinhardt and what you get with that and um this is a circle t dial okay uh, right apparently i'm from what i've observed i think it actually is tritium wow because i remember you were saying I, they make some new ones or they have made new ones with the circle t but it's not tritium yeah they make some with the circle t but it's actually super luminova and then the even newer ones it's super luminova and it's like a circle l so um this watch being from 2002 uh and just the characteristics of the loom the way it behaves yeah it doesn't really charge with light it kind of um does it always have a faint glow it always has a faint glow and it's always the same kind of intensity uh it's pretty sweet dude that's probably tritium then yeah i think it's tritium uh apparently if you wear a tritium watch it can be detected in your urine so maybe i'll do some tests yeah dude pee in a Uh, cup pee in a cup and mail it to me i'll tell you (laughs) perfect (laughs) um and yeah i'm I'm excited man this this one um this one's a keeper for sure that's uh, so for a long time so I'm, i'm happy to finally get my hands on this the uh the hunt was pretty exhausting. I'll say that. No, it's been going on for years. What's the uh, what's the bracelet like on that thing? It came with a bracelet, or, or so I, I, well, so it came, what did it come with? Because you have it on the, on the NATO now. So it's got fixed spring bars, man. You can only wear it on a on a pass through nylon strap. Oh wow, cool. Yeah. So I know CW, I know CWC would ship these with like their their own kind of NATOs or whatever. I think that one was missing too. It came with like some generic bond style nato thing that i just threw in the bag um but yeah you know just a shiznit with the fixed spring bars and and that's it that's, that's so cool you get. what's the bezel action <laughs> like on that thing the bezel action's weird um okay. it's it's good it's good it's responsive but it's kind of like the sumo in that you can only really get a good grip at 12 and 6 weird is that like a dive watch thing then because i thought it was like that was like a specific sumo clitoral hood like situation or is that like yeah, a dive watch i, I thought thing? so too but i guess i guess some some divers are like that hmm. um and that's just the case with this one but you know i don't i don't mind it you know you can still get a good grip and uh time stuff <laughs> that's so cool man congratulations i know that was a long time coming i know it's always something that was like not eating away you but i know you know in those quiet moments when you're looking at the next watch to get you were just like man i wish there was a better mill sub sort of thing i could get you know what i mean yeah and there there are a lot of watches that i would kind of think about and be like okay could i get this and have it satisfy that sort of um itch which is what we talked about in episode 28 mm-hmm. right? you know i i thought about the tutor kind of like old tutor subs i thought about um like the oris diver 65 a lot and and stuff like that um, but this is it, man. This is <laughs> it's it's good when you can buy a watch and have all of those other watches kind of like hovering in your mind. Just go away. Yeah. Um, and for somebody that's trying to kind of be happier with less, um, it's just a plus for me. So that's awesome. Glad to finally have this one. Speaking of the Aura 65, it just occurred to me. I don't think any other watch has been written in about more than that watch just based off of our wind-up episode last year <laughs> right i don't think we, i i think most people because i i had a bad impression of the watch when i saw it in person because i had a bad impression of the oris rep 
and I'm like, that seems to be the watch that most people are like. Maybe I should, maybe I should give it another shot. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, I think it's good. People seem to like it, and and Oris is making like a ton of different versions now. So, um, I guess it's when, good for them. When will the Diver Sixty Five become the new Tudor Black Bay? Ooh, um, how many well, more? They have, how many? they have a bronze one. They have to make a black one. They gotta make a. Um, <laughs> They have to make a two-tone one. They have to make a two-tone uh, one. They got to make a... Um, how big is the watch? How big is that watch? It's it's 40. 40 millimeters. Okay, so... Okay, well, they can't make a 40... A 40... A 36... Well, they could, so they got to make a 36 millimeter. They got to make a 30 millimeter, like a dime. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. A 39. 39. 30 dime. 30 dime. <laughs> That's so cool, man. I can't wait to see that thing in person, though. You know? Yeah. How about, how about you? What do you got? Nothing. Ah, crap. Get out of here, cat. Get out of here. Um, nothing special, nothing new. I'm wearing my Orange Star GMT, uh, the JDM, the uh, ooh, pff, I'm gonna fuck this up. WZ0071DJ, I think it is, or WB. Nice. Can't remember. It's one of those ones. I, I love this watch. I had it on a long time on a leather strap, um, kind of like a callback to our last episode, which was strap focused. But um, I have it on the bracelet, and I've had it on the bracelet for you know, a bit now, and I, I, I. I might keep it on here for a little bit longer. I don't know. Um, a lot of a lot of people wrote in also based off last episode, kind of with their impressions of the Perlon strap. I did not realize so many people loved that strap. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like I always thought because the only times I ever heard people like talking about that strap, the Perlon strap, or when they didn't like it. So I assumed everyone hated it, which isn't the case. Mm. Apparently, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to wear Perlon, like it, not tell anyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> gotcha. that's the impression that i got and so a lot of people wrote in about that strap and so i'm thinking about trying it on this orient star gmt but i think the wash might be a little too chunky for a strap like that you know i don't know mm-hmm. um i give it a try i mean you, you might be surprised um you know i i find i find that i fall in and out of love with uh different kinds of straps like like there's raf like single pass ones that we talked about mm-hmm. um and I just find myself wearing just plain NATOs more often now. So, I mean, you, you never know. It might it might look good. Well, I can assure you that since you now have a toxic shiznit, you will just be wearing that toxic shiznit. Yeah. yeah this... <laughs> I, want to take a, I want to take a minute to finally be able to talk to that, talk about that strap because now Michael is using it. I talk about that strap all the time, um, the toxic shiznit from Toxic NATOs, because um, I have it on my Orient Christmas chronograph. And um, I have another smaller 20 millimeter one, which I kind of float around the different watches. But I love that strap so much. It's that herringbone seatbelt pattern. It's super comfortable. It's just, um, I feel like it's super, super durable. And now Michael has it. So Michael, what are your impressions of the strap? So yeah, it's kind of, it's basically that uh, Omega strap that, you know, everybody went crazy for when they first started making it. It was a $500 uh, Omega NATO or however, however. I, I don't know how much that thing costs, but it's got to cost a lot of money. Um, but, you know, with like the toxic hardware that we, we've come to love and, uh, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty damn cool. It's super, yeah. super comfy. I'd say uh, it feels like, I don't know. It just feels like silk on your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, 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 like that's not an exaggeration. Like if you want an impression of what this feels like, run out to your car or whatever you have that has seatbelts, go out there, take the seatbelt, rub your seatbelt against your face. It's like, it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, right? It's it's like that. It's soft. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, I might I might go for the Bond pattern next. That that's which one did you get yeah. this uh, this time around? The the gray, the gray. Oh, the same one I got. Yeah, sweet. Yep, and uh, I love it, man. And it's perfect for the CWC. So I just I love that look. That's so cool. That is so damn cool. Yeah, I I I, I don't see myself taking that strap off my orange Christmas chronograph. But for this wrist check, I'm I'm just wearing this orange star GMT. Um, I'm. I mean, this bracelet is is pretty cool. What I like about it most, which I didn't really realize until I started learning more about bracelets, is this the clasp on this thing, like the bracelet clasp. It's probably the nicest clasp on any watch I have because this thing is straight up just milled, and it's milled and brush polished very well. It's not stamped. It doesn't feel like thin or flimsy. Like it's it's super super solid, which I was surprised about. You know, um, a nice departure from the typical Orient bracelets. Dude, the fucking—they're made of like refuse, <laughs> like 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 tin foil that you use for poaching salmon. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking like just they're shitty bracelets. I don't understand. Like I don't understand the jump from that bracelet to this bracelet. You know what I mean? It's like it's like right. it's like mid blowjob when it kicks into awesome mode. When the first when the first five minutes, it's just like, oh, this person's face must be numb because I am not feeling this at all. And then it just goes into awesome mode. Like that's the jump from those shitty Orient bracelets to now. You know what I'm saying? I have no idea if you've experienced anything like what I'm trying to talk to you about right now, or if you're comfortable saying that. But it's just, it's it's so, I, there's no middle ground with the bracelets. There's lots of middle ground with the actual watches themselves. Don't get me wrong. I love right. Orient. I, I, I have inexpensive quote-unquote Orients. I have this Orient Star, which isn't even like an expensive Orient. I think I paid mm, like 900, 950 bucks for this thing. Okay. Um... I don't see myself breaking that $1,000 barrier anytime soon, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. But this, yeah, this bracelet is just worlds beyond the, uh, those other, like, like, like bracelets you get on those less uh, expensive watches, which is a shame because they're awesome, you know? Nice. It wasn't your, your, I can't remember, I feel like we talked about this. It wasn't your Orient Mako bracelet like that too? Thin and flimsy? Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. I got rid of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> such a shame. On such an incredibly awesome, iconic watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude, like, yeah. like, spend the extra money to buy, like, you know, put like something nicer on it. I don't know. So yeah, I I like this watch a lot. It's been a while since I've worn it. Um, I wanted to wear it for this episode because I want it because it has GMT, so I'm able to track specifically how much of your time I'm wasting, Michael, because I have the GMT hand on West Coast. You know what I mean? <laughs> so good. It's, good. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun one. I like it. Um, I don't really know. So this is the weird thing. Um. I don't really know what watches I want to add to my collection because all I could think about is Rivka. All I could think about is that watch, dude. Like I told you, like when I'm having like 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 Tetris hallucinations. You know when you play too much Tetris and you close your eyes and you see the blocks? Oh yeah. Anytime there's silence, I just hear my printer. Because the <laughs> the way the printer works is the um my printer makes different sort uh, so there's like a series of like step motors that make it move in that CNC pattern. So each movement in each combination of movements has a different sound. So I basically have the sound of how that fucking case prints memorized. You know what I mean? So I can have my back turned away from the printer and I can tell you exactly where the printer is printing based off the sounds that it's making. And so if I, that's how much I've been printing. I'm just surrounded by cases right now. And so nice. if I close my eyes, I just hear that sound. And so all I can think about is Rivka watches. Like I used to really want that Zodiac Seawolf, um, 
Super Sea Wolf, whatever the fuck it is, 53. I still think it's a beautiful watch. I still wouldn't mind adding it to my collection, but I don't have the same drive I did before. I still really have uh, an affinity for those Castillo Oceanus pieces, those with the with the GPS. The thing is so fucking cool, but I don't feel like having it in my collection now. The next thing I want to see, like in my watch box, like the next watch purchase that I get, not counting watches that um, um, some folks ask us to review, but like a watch purchase. Not really even a purchase. I want to be able to put the first Rivka uh, 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 MTP1 prototype in my watch box. So I cannot wait for the day until I can do a, a wrist check with that. Hopefully, by the time this month is over, you'll hear me do a wrist check with that fucking watch. Yeah, I think I think that's gonna be awesome, and and that's a good goal. It's it's kind of it's good to to pull away from the um, kind of the constant, you know, I guess hunt of trying to add to the collection, which yeah. I think a lot of people can fall in. I feel uh, more rabid on some days than, than others. Right. <laughs> but, just oh, yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's a great goal, especially now when you're trying to, to get all of this uh, finalized. And I think, I think I speak for a lot of us when I say, I want to see it. You yeah. Know? It's, 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 it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I feel like it might be one of those like polarizing designs. Like people are going to be like super into it or they're just going to be like, eh, you know what I mean? But, um, that's cool, I'm man. I'm just excited. It's, I'm just excited. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of fun to be able to just, you know what the weird thing is? Working, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this. If you experience this, let me know. Working like a regular like desk job, working the, the, the desk jobs that I have had. I mean, they, they've been at like really great, incredible, prestigious companies, but it was the really weird thing where um, the harder you, like you, you would expect the harder you'd work at something, the more you would feel rewarded or the more you would get out of it. I've never experienced that in never. Like every right in like every <laughs> job, like the harder, the harder I fucking work. I don't, I don't feel or experience any type of benefit or personal fulfillment or, or reward. You know what I mean? I'm like a salmon fighting upstream to die halfway there. Like that's what it feels like to try hard at a desk job. You know what I'm saying? But this, the harder and harder I work at Rivka, even though there are good times and there are bad times, the harder and harder I work, every day I feel like I'm further off than I was the day before. Every day I feel like I'm closer than I was the day before, which is something I've never felt. I have not felt that, ever, excluding video games, which is completely different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I finally got to the boss. Yeah, yeah, right, oh, I better fucking save. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude. Like, it's, it's so it's just it's an incredible feeling. So if you have ever if you were ever like me, and and you were in an office and you would wake up and you'd get yourself psyched up and you'd have a good cup of coffee and like you'd sing your favorite song in the car and you're like, yeah, man, when I get to work, I'm gonna give it my all. And when you got to work and when you gave it your all and when 3 p.m. rolled around, you realized you wasted your time. I felt that too. You know what I mean? But I'm <laughs> doing everything I can to get out of it, and so right. I'm 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 excited. I'm excited for what the watch represents, and you know to get to that point. So and I know and I know people want to see it too. I just I I'm just I'm just also very weird. I'm 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 afraid that people won't be able to see the whole full picture if they see just one part. So if I just show the hands, people will will not be able to see the whole picture. So I'm just feel like I need to get it to a point where it's like ready to start sharing but at the same time i feel like i could always talk myself into that corner you know what i mean hmm. yeah no I th i'm i'm happy for you man and i i can't wait to see that yeah it's gonna be cool stuff it's gonna be cool stuff but um yeah so so oh man i just, I just saw a time it was fuck okay no more no more rifka watch talk 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, We're good, man. We're good. So cool, 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 interesting watch news. Cool, interesting watch news. New TBWS uh, website, twobookwatchshops.com website, um, uh, uh, like updates that are on there. So there's two pieces right now that are on the website that I think are really, really cool um, and really fun to actually kind of get just like feedback and input from the community on. Uh, one of them is the piece, uh, both of them are pieces that you wrote, Michael, because um, you were the man. Uh, the first one is that Bulova Chronograph C, quote unquote, Stars and Stripes reissue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that... <laughs> <laughs> as as I kind of mentioned in the uh, in the article when I wrote it, you know, this is the time of the year we're getting into June, July, when um, I guess like the wave of like press from Basel and SIHH starts to like taper down, yeah. um, and like a lot of the people at the brand start to go on vacation and stuff now, so things get quiet until like you know August September, um, <clears throat> right. and this is. Uh, kind of what happens is you have such a huge volume of watches coming out at Basel and SIHH. You might, you might see like a random shot on Instagram and that's it. And that's what happened. That's what happened with this watch. Um, because Bulova kind of teased it at the same time that they teased their, uh, moon watch 2.0, which is like that all black, um, ion plated version, right? uh, without the date and with the retro, like sans serif, like, of a logo which is cool I, I mean i just don't like black watches um right but uh yeah this stars and stripes one kind of just like i don't know I, I feel like it was forgotten so i just had to write something about it well i and, mean uh, i mean you had to dedicate all your time to the 50 different black bays that came out michael we can't write about all the watches we rather write about all the black bays apparently correct correct I'm still still mad about those black bays Black Bay World 2017. It's going to be, it's the tutor's going to buy the city next to Basel and call it Black Bay. And it's going to be, it's going to be a black, black Bay at Black Bay sponsored by Tudor Black Bays, where every booth is going to be dedicated to a different iteration of the goddamn Black Bay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fucking pumped, dude. God. Yeah, dude. Me too. 2018. We'll be there. <laughs> We're so going to be there. I'm, so, I'm going to be there passing out TBWS toothbrushes. Yeah. <laughs> But there's something um, there's something so cool about that stars and stripes. I don't know I don't know if it appeals to you. And for somebody for somebody like me that gets like crazy excited about just another black dial dive watch, a lot of times I'll admit my my visual taste can be a bit basic. Right. <laughs> if you look at this CWC, I just think it's gorgeous. But for some reason, that crazy like red, white, and blue, like super seventies like space age look, it just I don't know. At least in the few photos that I've seen, I think, I think the guys at Worn and Wound managed to get like a, a nice shot where you can see it like in the metal. But uh, if you search for Bulova Chronograph C, you'll actually get a lot of different um, shots of the vintage version, right? Which go for about four to five thousand these days. And um, this is exciting because it's supposed to have like the same movement that's in the Bulova Moonwatch, so like that ultra high frequency. 262 kilohertz kind of movement that they uh they're so proud of and i think um i don't know it just it looks really really cool and i hope it's not the case um you know Bulova just teasing something and having it show up like two years later <laughs> which was almost the case with the moonwatch i mean we'll see i'm excited for it i think the reason you're attracted to it is the same reason why i'm attracted to it and it's um it's something i talk about in my review for the 
Orient Christmas Chrono, which is part of the Neo 70s line. Um, if it's not about the time this is recorded, it's because uh, where I live is just in perpetual rainy darkness. So I have not been able to get good shots. <laughs> photos? <laughs> yeah, I just, every, all all my photos look like my colonoscopy photos. It's like, oh, that looks like a, looks like a polyp. You know what I mean? I guess we could put that on the website. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I have not been able to get good good shots uh, at all. Um, but I talk about this in that review in that it's very it's very hard for a watch to come out these days, call itself like a retro or a retro design watch, and for you to just sort of take it seriously. Because I think a good actual retro watch is um, is something that's almost like authentically unrefined or authentically unmodern and there's something about this watch the way this reissue looks where it just feels authentically unrefined but not in like a derogatory way you know what i'm saying and it's, it's actually it's also it's also quirky which is something that yes. you, you discussed before it's got it's got this like one quirky thing and it's i mean it's that color pattern of course yeah. um but as kind of crazy as the dial looks it's so simple you have your three registers and just Bulova up mm-hmm. at the top. And that's it. I don't yeah. even. I don't even see a date. I I think it's great. I think it's the complete antithesis to the. No, don't get mad at me, Michael. The uh the the sixty two Moss Prospects version of that watch that came out. Yeah. That was <laughs> supposed to be <laughs> like <laughs> Michael mad. That was supposed to be like a vintage reissue, but there's nothing. There's nothing authentic about that to the idea of a vintage diver or even the watch that's supposed to be fucking modeled after. You know what I mean? They just mm-hmm. took another watch and called it the 62 Moss non-limited edition, whatever the fuck it is. So this watch yeah. in particular is really, really cool. The only downside, I don't know if it's a downside, but it's just one of those things where my only hang-up is the size of that of this Bulova Chronograph C. Yeah, so from 43 millimeters to 46. That is and- That is a... That's a lot of fucking watch. <laughs> well, look, I, you know, that, that is scary, but I will say it's, it's a fully kind of like, at least from what I can tell, it's a lugless design. And, um, oh. you know, I think, I don't know if, have you ever, have you ever worn like a, like a Seiko tuna at like any time, like tried one on? No, I'm afraid to, I would love to one day work up the courage. <laughs> so I bugged, I bugged, uh, the, the kind kind gentleman at the Seiko boutique in New York mm-hmm. uh, enough to let him um <laughs> to have him let me try one of the uh thousand meter like marine masters I think it's called like the emperor tuna people call it and dude it's it's a huge watch yeah huge watch but it that kind of like Seiko manages to do it where it's just like pretty much like no lugs and I, I think that's what I can tell mm. um with this Bulova, I think I think it'll it'll wear nicely. I I would, it's a watch that I would take a risk buying sight unseen, um, because I know it'll probably fit me well. Well, I, I think like that's one of the things we've talked about before. On paper, if the size looks scary, doesn't always mean it's not going to wear well. Because like a really important facet of designing a case, which I'm learning right now, is that. It's not just about the numbers. It's about how this watch is contoured to really sit on the wrist. So yeah, it might be 46 millimeters, but being lugless, the way it's possibly designed, it could be incredibly comfortable. I did not realize yeah. that the Seiko Turtle was, what, 45 millimeters? Yeah, yeah, it's 45. It doesn't um, look that big on people's wrists, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm excited. I know some folks have reservations about the size. I do as well, I will admit, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see kind of what happens um with yeah. the watch it's good to see a really just like authentic 
vintage reissue you know yeah yeah it looks it looks great Mm -hmm. and the um the other thing we have on the site is kind of uh it's not really typical for us to to write about but we have discussed uh you know our thoughts on this and it's kind of um it focuses on a sponsorship program from a from a brand yeah um and it's from christopher ward and uh we wrote about their challenger program um and with the with the challenger program christopher ward is kind of ditching the whole brand ambassador thing, I would say, and, um, you know, kind of supporting these individuals that are setting out to do these, like, really crazy things. Like, the guy that that we wrote about is doing a, a 100-mile, like, marathon. Yeah, it's like a 24-hour, 100-mile, like, saunter or hike through, like, the deserts of Kazakhstan. That's yes. not even remotely an exaggeration. That's literally what it says. <laughs> um it's it's a little so because here's reality it's a little ridiculous because you know i feel like a lot of people especially who listen to the show are kind of jaded to the whole like brand ambassador brand sponsorship thing but there's something about this specifically which kind of caught um my and michael's eye and that it really reminded me of like those old school days when um you would get brands supporting people like climbing everest you know what i'm saying yeah there's just yeah. something cool. And the thing is, the people in these um, in the Challenger program, from what I'm able to tell, aren't like 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 rich dudes just playing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're not they're not like they're, NFL players. They're, it's not LeBron James. It's not Kate Winslet. Um, although I would I, mean, I would hardcore pay money to watch LeBron try and track through 100 miles of desert in 24. <laughs> I mean, one of you know. Just looking back at a few, um, they had uh, Sammy Kinghorn, which is, uh, you know, I guess she's she might have been an earlier Challenger program kind of uh, candidate. Um, she's like a wheelchair racer. That's pretty cool. Oh, they they have uh, Will Satch, uh, you know, crazy rower. And uh, Jamie Madison, you know, now I guess he's um, primarily a runner and... Um, I guess Christopher Ward is uh, helping him kind of fund this. And it's um, it's it's almost like an underdog story, I would say. Um, and because, cool yeah. to see, yeah, almost cool to see Christopher Ward do it because they're um, not necessarily an underdog in the watch world, I would say. But, you know, they're not exactly the big guys either. I was talking um, to someone. I had said this. I was talking to someone and I mentioned um, in the same breath the words Christopher Ward and microbrand with the implication that Christopher Ward was a microbrand and I can't remember who it was if it was someone listening on the show or if it was someone on Reddit um, if you're on Reddit you can go to hell if you listen to the show like please let me know <laughs> fuck that place bro alright um, uh, if you were the last comment I made on Reddit was someone who was trying to authenticate this um, this seconda they had and he put the post up, no one replied, and I'm like, oh, fine, I'll fucking say something. You know what I'm saying? So that was the last time <laughs> I was on fucking Reddit. Oh, God damn it. And so, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? You called Christopher Ward a microbrand. I called Christopher Ward a microbrand. And so if I said that to the guy on Reddit, you can go fuck yourself. If this was someone listening to the show through Instagram, please remind me if it was you or correct me if I'm wrong. But basically, someone had said, Christopher Ward is not a small brand. They're not a microbrand. I can buy them in the Sky Mall magazine. Yes, that's where I, that's where I've. <laughs> that's seen like that. the benchmark. If you're in, if you're in the airplane Sky Mall magazine, bro, you made it. 
All right. You made it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the thing is, I don't know because you're you're right. They're not one of those big guys. I don't even necessarily think they're they're an independent, but they're not independent in the same way Ulis Narden is. Nor are they a micro brand like Raven. Yeah. So yeah, it's no, weird. and they're 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 doing some cool things. I think they have some some in house movements uh, that they're making now. Um, I haven't found anything to dispute that. Um, you know, they're kind of dishing out to send their movements to Cosk. Uh, you know, they'll do that in in limited numbers because it kind of bumps the price up. Um, but it's not. I think I think it's cool to see them do something like this. And uh, you know, like I said, it's not something that we typically talk about or write about on the site. But uh, you know, Kaz and I thought it would be fun to to put it up there and see what you guys thought. And uh, the the guy wears like a pretty damn cool um, trident, if you ask me. Um, man, I just it's the tridents are something that I used to like to make fun of a lot because <laughs> because the second hand reminds me of the Little Mermaid. I don't know why. Um, I feel like it's the minute hand that reminds me of a paintbrush, Speci- specifically. The paintbrush that, oh, there was a Pokemon that had a paintbrush. It was like a Smeagol or a Smeagol. <laughs> okay. And he held, he his thing was he painted things and he held a paintbrush and it fucking looks exactly like the, like the hand on those tridents, on those on those Christopher War. I, I, I think the watch is cool. I've always wanted um, one of those tridents, especially like the first generation one, like the white dial with like a green bezel or mm-hmm. one of those. Like, that'd be so fucking cool. But yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're. I remember used to have an issue with the second hand, and I know a lot of people do because it's a trident. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I hear you on that one. No, no worries. But yeah, that's that's up there on the side. And if you guys want to let us know what you think, uh, just write in. Tell us we suck. Tell us cool. <laughs> you know, the usual. The usual. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just give us your impressions because it's it's something that I I I, I we found interesting in that. Yeah, it's brand sponsoring someone, but it's not a brand sponsoring someone. Um, who has to like sift through all these different sponsorships? Do I take the Reebok one or the Adidas? Like, no, these are just dudes. These are dudes who are doing things to challenge themselves. Christopher War has identified them, and it's 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 really kind of cool, actually. So, um, yeah. if something like this, which isn't directly watched focus, is fun, is kind of cool to hear about, or generates kind of like fun discussion, let us know. If it doesn't really jive, totally let us know also. Because at this point in this at this point in the game, we're super flexible. And we can just yeah. be as nimble as possible. Like, okay, cool. We won't do that kind of stuff anymore. That's just that's just straight up. It makes sense. So definitely let us know your opinions on that. Um, let us know your opinions on the chronograph, that below the chronograph C stars and stripes reissue. Really fucking cool. Give us your impressions, not just of the actual article with this uh, Christopher Ward Challenger program, but also just the idea of non-watch stuff like this that is interesting. You know what I mean? Um, yep. Let me check my list here. Are we ready? Are we ready for the main topic, which I don't even think is technically even the main topic anymore of this episode. I don't even know what the main topic of this episode is anymore, but are we ready to talk about the main topic? It's watches. The main, <laughs> the main topic is watches. Episode 35, watches. That's going to be the title. That is, that is not going to be a title. That is, that is the worst title uh, I could possibly think of. But yeah, it's, so... It's G-Shocks, which I'm looking at. It's G-Shocks. Uh, uh, we, we were very surprised to learn that we had not done like a dedicated G-Shock episode. And I'm getting the impression that we have to do another one because uh, that clock is really staring me down. I'm sorry, Michael. I'm doing, I'm doing my best to not be like psyched out by it. But it's... It's going to be fine, man. It's all good. We can do it. We can do it. But yeah, just um, an episode just about G-Shocks because we've talked about them a lot on different episodes. We've included them in so many of our lists. Like um, I think Watches Under 65, there must have been one. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And it's Definitely. just it's just something that I I still want a G-Shock, but I'm so fucking overwhelmed by the the different options that I just I just I just get decision paralysis. You know what I'm saying? So the, I mean, let's I think we can start with the appeal overall because um at least for me I've been like this is super random, but like on my lunch or something, I'll just sit down and just unplug and I'll I'll kind of rewatch old episodes of Breaking Bad, which mm-hmm. I really enjoyed <laughs> when it was out. And there are a lot of G Shocks in that show. And I was like, huh. I um I want to talk about G Shocks. Isn't well hold on, who isn't there a watch sponsor in that show? What watch does that guy wear? I've never really are, watched the show. Is it like, is it like a Hamilton? Tag Hoyer sent uh, Tag. a watch. Oh, I wish Tag Hoyer sent me a fucking watch. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Tag Hoyer sent a watch, and it became like a pretty like serious plot device later on. And there were some kind of like big, crazy macro shots of the watch. Like in the show, it got like serious screen time. Uh, I can't believe we didn't talk about it in our watches uh, in movies and TV episode. But um, do we do an episode yeah, like that? Yeah, we did. Oh, what do you mean you don't remember, dude? I I like say this all the time, and I. <laughs> Fucking, I'm not joking. I do not remember the things we talk about on this, on this show. <laughs> but anyways, there's they're like, they're a bunch of like DEA agents in the show, and like they're all rocking these like crazy, like big, awesome G-Shocks. I'm like, man, I need one of those. Well, I think <laughs> but for me, I'm sorry. There's, it's like you said. There's just such, there's such a variety. I just don't know where to start. For me, as a watch collector, as someone that's very immersed, um, maybe not in like contemporary watch news because I'm quite unplugged from everything, but just in watches and watch collecting, for someone that's immersed in it, there's something so um, comforting and disarming about just being a dude wearing a G-Shock. But that's not to say you can, when every time you wear a G-Shock, you're not like a watch collector. It like balances uh, 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 the different zones of just being like a watch you wear and being a serious watch enthusiast. You know what I mean? There's like, I almost feel like there's less pressure to like feel like you have to like rock or peacock. Like if I'm in yeah. like, if like, like cause I, I I was at a wedding this past weekend for some reason. Um, and I was hanging out with this one guy who I was assigned to sit next to. And um, <laughs> because like you have assigned seats cause we're all fucking toddlers yeah. apparently at a wedding. I can't just sit in the parking lot with a hamburger like I want to. You know, I gotta sit at that fucking table with everyone else, you know? Fucking oh, god damn it! Um, you still there? Yes. Here you yes. go. Make sure, make sure you hang up <laughs> on me again. Um, and so I was. This guy was there, and uh, he's like, "Oh, what do you do?" Which is a very weird question for people to ask me now. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, I told him, "I'm like, oh, you know, I used to be working at this um, this large entertainment media hospitality place here, but I've since left them, and I'm working on this personal project, 3D printing watches, and I'm working on this watch podcast." And he's like, "Oh yeah, 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 you know, that's that's, pretty, that's super cool. I only have this watch. It was wearing a G-Shock, and it was so cool." And I'm like, "Dude, that's the coolest watch in the world." I so he was he was that dude. He was the dude in a suit with a G-Shock. Yes, <laughs> he was wearing a suit with a G-Shock. I'm like, yes, damn, fuck yes, dude. <laughs> That is awesome. It's like, yeah, no, it's not really a dress watch. No, 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 shut the fuck up. That's that's the best watch you could possibly wear. All right, don't <laughs> let these motherfuckers with their tag hoyers and the Omega Seamasters make you think you're not wearing a you're wearing the coolest watch in this room. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was just so cool because it was just like I, I and he was talking to me about the watch. Bro, he loves that watch. He told me he's not a watch guy. He just has that one watch. But he's talking about like it's solar. And he's talking about what the different dials do and like the water resistance and like all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, you know a lot about your fucking watch for not being like a watch guy. Usually yeah. when someone says I'm not a watch guy, they buy a watch because it's blue. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he he likes it. He knows how to use it. And it tells him what he needs to know. It, so. it was incredible. And I'm like, I don't know how many other people you can meet like that unless they were a G-Shock person. You know what I mean? So was it was it one of the um, was it kind of like one of the crazy like military looking ones or was it like no, more it was like very strange square one? It was very appropriately sized. It wasn't square a uh, square. There you go. New word hashtag square. It wasn't uh, square and straight. My dyslexia is really kicking in right now because I'm staring at this clock. Um, it wasn't like square. Uh, um, it was sort of squarish, but it wasn't like large, like a frogman or a mudman or a, or, or a mudmaster or a lube master. Or I have no idea what the hashtag lube master. I have no idea what these watches are called. All right, I just want to get that out there right now. Um, <laughs> but it was uh, it was smaller than those, bigger than like a DW. I don't know exactly what the reference was. I didn't think to ask him. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not intelligent. But it was just so cool, and it, 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 it reignited that fire. I'm like, dude, I would love to have a G-Shot. I just want to be a guy wearing a fucking G-Shot. And so I get that decision paralysis, like you said, because there's so many options. I'm thinking yeah. I might just say fuck it and just go for like super classic DW5600. Um, you know what I mean? That's just yeah. a that's just a super cool watch. Like I just I, – I, but there are other models I'm interested in, so it gets complicated. So um, – do you want to talk about like different models we're sort of interested in or like do we want to talk more about the appeal because I can talk more about the appeal all day. Yeah, I mean, well, like as as far as like specific models, um I think I would go for something in the 5600 series as well. Hell yeah, dude. Um I used to have one, but it was kind of in my earlier more naive days of like buying watches. Wasn't it like a JDM one or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, it was a JDM one. I bought it from like Vivid Japan and uh, <laughs> it's just one of those boxes that came with like Japanese writing all over it and yep. uh, at least a couple of Bs. I was going to say, oh man, you have ESP. I'm like, man, hold on. I didn't say it out loud, but in my head, I'm like, hold oh, the more Bs in that box. I said that in my head, Michael, and you said that aloud with your mouth. All right. Yeah, but it was the, so it's the DW5600. BB-1JF and it's part of the solid colors series and it's basically a 5600 that was just blacked out like completely like it's just nice. all black and I don't know why I bought it I, I just like I said it was very early on and I'm like oh man that looks cool and just, <laughs> um, but it's it's really really impractical and uh, it has this kind of super controversial design element that okay. you find in, in G-Shocks. Some people love it. Some people absolutely hate it. And it's the negative display. Um, what is that? And so a negative display is when I guess the uh, the contrast on the screen is like switched. Oh. So it's like a black. So it's white writing on black as opposed to black writing on white. Or not white, but clear. Correct. Correct. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It didn't really work out. And I'm just like, this kind of looks super douchey and sold it <laughs> but yeah i mean me too like i i would probably go for something else in the 5600 series um and the one that i'm looking at now is is called the uh, gwm 5610-1 um so it's basically like a regular 5600 uh but it has like solar atomic 
timekeeping. Nice. That's kind of like the only difference. And it's like, it's a little bit more. Um, I also like that kind of color wise, it's got the, uh, the red ring or that like red pattern outside of the display, which is kind of reminiscent of the, um, the first ever kind of square case G shock. We can put a link in the description. Right. Yeah. That's so Um, badass, man. But which ones? Which ones are you looking at? So the thing is, of all the G-Shocks, I can say for certain, for some reason, I find myself drawn to the G-Shocks that have hands. You know? Oh, you? We've talked about this before. I yeah. don't know why. I think that's so fucking cool. So yeah, there's this... I hate. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> really? You don't like them? You don't think they're cool? I think they're so cool, man. What don't you so... like about them? I, I don't know. It just it's a lot of those are like the aviation series, right? I don't know. Maybe I don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just I don't know. I, I it's it's one of those things where like I, I think I saw one for the first time and I'm just like, Ugh. It just, <laughs> but the same thing happened with with an Audemars Piguet Royal Oak, and I'm crazy about those watches now. So oh, that's funny. You know, it's funny the the sound you make. Um, I take morning walks every morning, and I have to pass a lot of people. And um, a lot of people that I pass, um, I'm not a very nice person, so I recognize that lots of people are ugly. And so when I pass them, I say, oh, hi, good morning. And by the time they're out of my earshot, I go, oh, make that same sound you just made. Oh, <laughs> well, G-shocks. Ugh. <laughs> you're winning. You're winning at life when you make that same sound within earshot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bold. I'm, I'm, I'm what you'd call like, what you'd call a coward, Michael. Brittle, a brittle boned coward. Um, so the, so the G-Shocks that I, I, I like the ones with the hands and there's two kind of, um, not specific models, but, um, categories that I, I always thought were kind of cool. So it's the G-Shock GA series. I don't know if those are specifically flight ones, but they have the hands and it's super cool. I love it because the hands, so they could have just like slapped whatever types of hands they wanted on there, but they basically designed hands you'd only see on a G-Shock. So it's not like a G-Shock with like flight hands or, or you know, sword hands. You know what I mean? s one. Yeah, hands. they're kind of like skeletonized. I see it. They're skeletonized, but they almost remind me of like industrial rafting. Like they, it really goes along with the entire mm. theme of the watch. It's so cool. It is so fucking cool. Like I, I maybe I should get one of those. I don't know. The only weird yeah. thing is I don't think they're very... <laughs> <laughs> the, the only weird thing is I don't think they're very legible. That's the, that's the only thing. They know well, the mean. one, the first one that I pulled up has the negative, so it's like an any digi display kind of thing. You get, yes, you it's get combination. Um, and the the first kind of the first one that I pulled up does have that negative display. Okay. Uh, I th- I think you get like UTC in like one of these boxes, and I think you get like um, just like the day and date in another box. Right. Um, but I mean, uh, actually, the cheaper ones have just like the regular display. So. I don't know, there's just um, something about that. So in that same vein, the other like category of G-Shocks I find myself gravitating towards, um, sort of kind of based off the hands, is the G-Steel uh, series. So it's G-Shock, G-Steel. Those things are so fucking cool. You know what I mean? G-Shock, is that like the hammer tone? Uh, no, we talking no, about? no, 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 no. <laughs> the ones that are like $6,000? Far, <laughs> far more accessible. Um, it's G dash steel. So these are basically G shocks, but they're metal. You know what I mean? Oh. But there's a, there's some design differences. What you'll notice most is they really wanted you to know it was metal by just looking at it. So they flattened the bezel. So the bezel is pretty um, is pretty straightforward. There's no weird angles. It's just like a flat 
uh, uh, metal. You can pencil. You can tell it's metal. With that, it has the screws in it as well. But what's fucking badass is, um, I guess someone recognized, hey, we can't just leave the hands as is. So to match the solid kind of presence, the solid, uh, 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 straightforward presence of the bezel, the hands are solid as well. They're no longer skeletonized. You know what I mean? It's a really, really cool watch. Uh, There's just some really fun design play in it. It's super, it's like super G-Shock meta design. It's not like, oh, these are just fun design. Why? Like they're like, it's really interesting to see how conscious they are of the watch during different iterations. Like my initial impression was just, oh, Mr. The the, the Mr. G series is just the same thing as these fucking $50 watches, except this one's made with like, you know, dragon scales or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. But like no, the, the 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 design aesthetics across the entire product range are distinct to each category, but at the same time you can all you can recognize all of them as G Shocks. I think that's so fucking that's so cool. That's so cool, yeah. man. Yeah. You know? I mean Yeah, th- those those are those are pretty impressive. I think <clears throat> yeah, the first ones that you mentioned are kind of like their aviation series. Yeah, okay. Um, Cause I can see like a lot of the, the little windows, they have like the same like altimeter kind of shape um, that you'd see like in a cockpit. And I guess that's what they do. Um, would you ever, this is something, I don't know why it always goes through my head. Would you ever buy like, um, like a crazy color, like a white G-Shock? An all white one? I don't know. If I was like, I don't know. Because I, I have that I have that part of me that wants to be like really restrained and kind of just like very basic, very minimal. But they make um, they make another one in the 5600 <clears throat> series, which has like a few more features. Okay. Um, it's the GWX 5600C-7. Um, it's kind of, you know, the square case one, but it's got like, I think it tracks like the tides. I think it does like... <laughs> like moon phase and a bunch of other stuff like that. And um, I think in white, it looks really cool, but it, it might be one of those things where like, I really have to see it on my wrist before even like go thinking about I, something like that. I personally like contrast. I like pops of color. I think that's pretty prevalent in um, some of the watches I own, like the Christmas chronograph and the Samurai Blue Lagoon. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, there are some G-Shocks uh, where I like a pop of color, so like some of those aviation, the Geoc GA series, uh, Geoc G-Shock GA series, um, it'll be like black, but then the hands will be like a really like fun pop of sky blue, almost like that Vans blue from the from the two thousands. Remember, remember that Vans blue? You know what I'm talking about? Yep, yep. Yeah. I see. I think I think I'm looking at the same model that you're, you're talking describing about. Right yeah, now. I, yeah. <laughs> I think that I love that. I think that's super fun. An all white G-Shock? I don't know, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't. I don't think I'm enough. I'm. I'm on enough like yacht parties. Uh, to I. Kind of... I was gonna say. I feel like I don't go to the gym enough in the '80s to wear a white T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like the impression that I get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? But I. I do like the idea of tracking the tides. For what some the reason. fuck do I need to know the tides for? I'm not. I'm not like a sailor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why would I need to like? Is there like like no seriously, Michael? Is there like 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 because you're more in tune with these things than I am? Is there like a legitimate reason I need to know the tides? I really don't know unless you're like some kind of uh, sea captain in charge of like an ocean freighter and like it's what you do. Like you're coming in and out of like Puget Sound all day. I, I don't know. <laughs> if someone knows, 
Why? <laughs> why your G-Shock needs to track the tides? Please let us know. Because uh, we are we are like just two broke clueless watch knobs right now. I, I don't know why. I can't imagine it's a, superflu- a superfluous. Mm, there it is. Superfluous addition. There's got to be a reason they put it on there. You know what I mean? I do, I do like the one that you mentioned before in the pre-talk, the range man. That one does altimeter, barometer, compass. Those things, are, see, those things are so cool. I can see a reason for that. Um, you know, kind of when I was hiking a couple of weeks ago, I was like, man, should I have a range man? I was, am I going uh, to die? I was, am I going to die? Shut up. I should have bought the G-Shock. Those are your last words. Um, I was, I was like, I told you before, I think in the, I think in the last episode, I was on that boat and on that, on that boat, there was a guy wearing that Patek Philippe Aquanaut. Um, in addition to that, the few days I was on that boat, I saw like, a lot of Rolexes and like a lot of expensive watches. Um, the other noteworthy watch I saw is one of the, um, like one of the uh, 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 like deck hands, like the guys that just like like swab puke and blood off the deck or whatever. He was wearing sure. a range man, huge. He, it looked like a fissure erupted out of the earth on his wrist. <laughs> like that's how big this watch is. But I'm like, that's a cool fucking watch. <laughs> you know what By I'm the saying? way, can, can we can we uh, kind of get a, another hashtag going? Something like watch voyeur. Watch voyeur. <laughs> I think it's a good one. Yeah, dude, watch hashtag watch voyeur. I don't it might have might have some bad things in there. You have to check first, dude. If watch porn can do hashtag watch porn, I think we're fine doing hashtag watch voyeur. Okay, let's check. Let's check watch voyeur. (laughs) But no, I think that adequately describes what happens because when I'm out in public, dude, I'm not looking at people's face. I haven't made eye contact in years. All right, dude. Like I'm looking at people's, I, there's an order of operations. I look at people's wrists and I look at their shoes. I have no idea why I look at their shoes, but I look at people's shoes. You know what I'm saying? And like, so I think watch gotcha. warrior makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Might, might be a new one. I think, I think it's going to work out. <laughs> is, is, is anybody using it? Uh, I see four shots. So I think it's open season, man. Are they watch shots or are they just like, like window, window shots? <laughs> <laughs> with the telescope window uh, no, shots. They're, they're actually four watch photos yeah oh, okay and cool. one one actually does look like a real watch voyeur shot kind of creepy but yeah yeah you can yeah. take a look later yeah hashtag <laughs> watch voyeur responsibly people respect people's privacy okay <laughs> let me just say that right now um but yeah i just i i it's just a fascinating line of watches that i feel overwhelmed by i don't even know where to jump in but i think i think i might give one of those g steels a shot there's just something really cool about those man how, how, how much are they they came more they're than like, a couple hundred bucks right no man they're like 60 bucks i love oh, you. wait i love you casio Casio's so amazing no i, I could be wrong i'm sorry oh, damn this it. One, fuck you casio 184 it's still not bad man i'm still okay with that 184 yeah is the uh it's kind of like the first one i pulled up this one with the blue that you were talking about it's like 184 so nice interesting interesting yeah i i think i think if i do go for one it would be that gwm 5610 my only concern and uh people like <clears throat> can discuss this if they know more about it with the atomic timekeeping i guess like a signal comes in like once a night they tell you to like leave the watch by the window because i guess um really yeah i guess the the frequency like interference is uh less at that time 
So that's when the atomic signal goes out and uh, the watch will sync to the atomic clock. Um, but my only concern is kind of like if you travel like between like different time zones, like do you have the power to set it or like is it, you know, do you not have a choice? Um, I, don't so know. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know much about that. If you're going to yeah, travel, I, just buy a Seiko Astro. Yeah, those those are nice, but they're very big. They're very, very big and expensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, um, I, I don't know. I didn't even realize it worked on like a... I don't know how things work. I don't know if people on the show have picked that up by now. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot I don't really know. Um, and so I didn't really understand what you meant when you said atomic time. Every time you say atomic time, I think of the game Fallout 3. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so is that like, is atomic, so when a watch is set to atomic time, is that basically a way of saying that watch is communicating with some sort of facility, which is always designating what is standard atomic time? How does that work? Yeah. And this, this is something that we can talk about. There is actually like a good article, like good, one of those, one of those three pagers on a, <laughs> on a blog Do you have to, to click? You have, to, you have to click to get to the next page? <laughs> and you can uh, you can read all about Atomic Time. Maybe we can link it. But yeah, my understanding is that there are a few stations um, that kind of uh, take the time from like a dedicated atomic clock and broadcast it uh, for like, you know, timekeeping devices that are meant to run on atomic time and like wow. just like your regular iphone is is one of those um so yeah yeah it's it's kind of that that very fundamental view of that same concept that's so I, I i didn't realize what that so what are those what watches are those guys wearing the guys who who watches the watchman like who the watches sorry <laughs> the watches that the guys are wearing in those facilities what are they wearing like this is also like the volkswagen ad from DB, uh, DDB in the 60s, uh, uh, when the snowplow man uh, wakes up in the morning, you know, what car does he drive to the snowplow? <laughs> he drives a Volkswagen, apparently. Like, what are the, yeah. I wonder what those guys are wearing. I'm I'm not sure. Maybe maybe a G-Shock. Or maybe, maybe, they just have their, <laughs> maybe they just have their iPhones. They're knows? all wearing Daniel Wellingtons. Who who were we kidding, Michael? Or, or Daniel Wellington uh, fakes, because apparently people are faking those now, if you can believe it or not. Why? I don't, that's, I don't understand. That's like leaving fake dog shit on my lawn. Just leave yeah. me, just leave me real dog shit, people. All right? Yeah. People that's are so faking weird. Daniel Wellingtons these days. How much is that watch? How, like a Daniel Wellington, how much is that watch? Like, like 50, 60 bucks? Uh, I'm not putting that URL in my, <laughs> in my tab. <laughs> well, my phone is dead, so I can't search for it either. This um, is where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it, man. But um, I mean, I, 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 I'm so sorry. I spent so long talking about all the bullshit. We didn't have a lot of time to talk about G-Shocks. It's cool. We can kind of, um, I think we can start wrapping it up soon. And, um, you know, we, I think both of us probably don't know as much as we thought about G-Shocks. <laughs> um, and, and we're still, I think, you know, we're, both very new to even like shopping for them right um and as funny as it is we probably had a version of a g-shock growing up i know i did i you know i never did but my brother had one and it was the coolest thing in the world it was one of those illuminators you know what i mean and um i remember when he brought it home one day my mom had bought it for him because uh, my parents like him much better than they like me and so he was very very it's just the wishes what it is 
And so he was very, very happy to have this watch. And, like, he put it on and, like, he would light it up. And, like, every time I now see a, a G-Shock, I'm reminded of warm memories, like, about my brother and how he was, uh, you know, more favored than I, I am now. So I guess that I would be warm <laughs> memories. But, but, yeah, I never had one. But I was around someone that had one. And it was, that thing was so cool. That thing was so badass. Okay. I remember when I was a kid, what was super popular were those baby G's. You remember those? Yeah, I had one of those. I had one of those for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, everyone had one. Like, 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 everyone had one of those, like Tamagotchi. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, if any of you guys, you know, collect G-Shocks, I know there are actual, like, dedicated G-Shock collectors. Um, you know, if you guys have a few in your collection, if you've bought and sold, like, a bunch of them, you know, tell us what you guys think about G-Shock, um, which ones that you think, like, Kaz and I should be looking at. Um, and just what you think about them in general, because we'd, we'd like to hear more and personally learn more about G-Shocks because, you know, I, I'm kind of clueless when it comes to G-Shock. <laughs> I, I just think they're cool. I think within the world of virology, they're one of those cool, um, really progressive engineering feats that's very easy to overlook for what the watch is. It's fucking incredible. In the whole yeah. history of time-telling and time-telling innovations, the G-Shock is incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can I can spend fifty dollars on a watch that will basically survive almost everything, mm-hmm. everything that I could possibly survive, and then some. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 incredible to me. So, yeah, definitely give us some insights on what we've talked about in regards to G Shock. If you also think I have bad taste, like Michael does, and you also hate the G Shocks with the hands, <laughs> definitely let us know. I'd be curious to know. I think that's fun. You know. Um, in addition to that, give us your insights and kind of. Um, um, what you think about that below the chronograph C stars and stripes reissue. I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited for, for more like non brand distributed pictures, like an actual, like, like, like wrist shot or just actual like live shots and things like that. I want to see what this thing looks like. Um, uh, uh, tell us, we think also of that Christopher Ward challenger program piece we put up there. We thought it was interesting. It's not necessarily directly related to watches. It's directly related um, about a brand, but I feel like it's noteworthy because it's an interesting point or an interesting move that someone is making within watch marketing. And we've talked about watch marketing a lot on this show. It's just it's 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 one of those things that's kind of become really weird. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So yep. give us your impressions on those pieces if you like see you note know, that kind of stuff on the website. Um, thank you so much, to everyone that's reached out and just kind of given us support about the podcast and and specifically also with Rifka watches. Um, all the kindness and support uh, is just is just going towards something that is going to be a lot of fun. It's it's going to be um, a great just kind of physical representation of a lot of the hard work and a lot of I just really the reality is also the way my collection is progressing. Me making this watch is affecting my collection, and so we've always said this: like you have to progress your collection in a way that's authentic to you, not in the way that. A community or a brand might want you to think you know what i'm saying so i think this is just the natural collection of my urology um a passion so it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun keep your eye out for some updates on that give me your impressions on some of the things that i've talked about as well on the show uh or, or on this episode in regards to ripka watches um bu- 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 bum. Um, keep liking our stuff on Instagram. If you see any uh, pieces that we post on the website and you think they're cool, definitely share that link out there in any forums you belong to or from your, on your on your own blog. If you do share it with a forum or anything like that, please do respect that forums 
hosting rules and everything like that because we don't want to you know rub anyone the wrong way especially folks that work hard to make an online community because you know people work hard at that obviously um so that would be really really cool um if we've made you laugh if you had a good time and if you want to uh, uh keep supporting the show um make a mental note if you're like on your commute or whatever to go and check out the patreon page right now um the patreon page is a way for people who are interested no obligation obviously to financially support the show um what we've done on the on there also is given a really really great kind of category category categorical there it is Ugh, categorical breakdown of what funds will be used for and i can already say right now the funds that we've received and we'll continue to receive uh, through it just based off the monthly projections. Um, we're able to cover the TBWS 2000 uh, follower giveaway. It's I'm pretty sure it's going to cover a large chunk of us going to wind up, right? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and that's 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 only from like a fraction of the people that listen. So just just uh, imagine how much more we can pour ourselves into basically telling dick jokes and talking about watches as that grows so it's it's really a lot of fun we're gonna add a lot of really i mean the the, dream the the dream michael it's the it's the fucking dream dude you know what i'm saying um so definitely check that out if you're interested make a mental note if you're in your car because i know sometimes you're listening in your car uh you're going your way to work it's easy to forget but um we'll put that link in there as well uh am i missing anything um i think we i think we've done it i think we've made it i think we made it i really want a g-shock soon yeah, soon. <laughs> Maybe I'll just start printing G-Shocks. I will get sued back to the Mesozoic era, dude. They will find my ass carbonized and fossilized in those tar pits over in California <laughs> by Casio's yeah, lawyers if I even like attempt to 3D print a fucking G-Shock. Don't don't do that. I'll I'll be a very lonely co-host. <laughs> yeah, just dude, just record with just record with the dog, man. Just record with Leia. Bark bark. Bark bark. Bark bark bark. bark. Uh, but okay I think it's time do you want to start the sign off yeah Uh, thanks guys for listening my name is Mike this is Kaz you've been listening to Two Book Watch later later